Why are men and boys struggling? And what should we do about it? In a world of chaos and our attention is being pulled in different directions, the Pursuing Truth podcast is seeking the solution by having authentic conversations that are aimed to impact culture. Hello and welcome back to the Pursuing Truth podcast. I am your host, Levi Brickley. I got my good friend, Ryan Wilson, here with me. And uh, this is only the fourth try today of trying to work through this podcast. But uh, every time we get started, Levi tends to run down rabbit trails. That's just how I work. And it's not always it's crazy conducive. how the mind works. <laughs> yeah, it's not always conducive to the conversation. You know, I'm trying to stay focused. And my mind's been all over the place for the last week. But it had me evaluating something that's extremely important that I think all of us should really be focused on. And we talk a lot about it. I've talked a lot about it here on the platform. But it's Mm self-development. But one thing that I want to really focus on on this episode is your potential. Unleashing your potential. Focusing on who you can become instead of who you are today. How to capture the moment and make the most out of it right now for your future self rather than just your temporary contentness and happiness right now. Um, So we're going to work through this conversation. If you guys would follow me on Spotify so that way you're notified when new episodes come out, go ahead and leave a Apple Podcast rating and review that will just increase the listenership on the podcast. Also give some testimonials of how it works in your life. Links will be in the bottom of the description to leave that review. That being said, dude, Ryan, tell me a little bit about your self-development journey. So there were days that I uh, really did not find any point in my life. And I was just depressed every day and I, I was just leading a careless, like pointless life and one day I I was just filled with so much darkness and something just led me to reading the Bible more whenever I started reading the Bible more I, I kind of it kind of put in perspective for me that I needed to get out of the darkness that I was living in and find the light and that's whenever I started reading the Bible more and finding Jesus throughout that and honestly ever since I started that I just feel like a brand new person and uh, words can't even start, begin to describe it because ever since that I started reading, I have a whole new outlook on things like how I used to judge people and just the thoughts in my day-to-day life. I constantly want to talk about God. And I feel like back then I would have never thought twice about it. But nowadays in anything that I do, I just want to talk about God, and like I said in the previous episode, whenever I'm away from reading the Word, I feel like I'm distancing myself. Mm -hmm. And that's another thing that's changed dramatically for me, too, is I've never been a reader. (laughs) Do you feel like not worrying about what other people are doing puts you more at peace? In a way, yes, but also you got to pray for him. So you got to have some level of concern, some Mm -hmm. discernment of potentially 
needs that they have in their life. Mm-hmm. Because but if you what look, I mean is what I mean is like you, you said judging people um, when you put the say gave the power of judgment to God instead of you feeling like you have the power to judge people. Did that give you some peace? Oh yes. A lot of it, because at the time, it was more about me, 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 yeah, and less about anybody else. I didn't care about anybody else. But now, now that I got this new lens on me and everything like that, it just like, you know, I could be looking over at somebody and I could go like, wow, they look like crap, or just like be super judgmental towards that person, but I don't know what's going on in their life. Like, I don't. And they could be going through hard times. And for the people that are, like, that would go over to somebody and say something rude or mean to them, go, like, you look awful. And they just point and laugh at them and everything like that. And they see you pointing and laughing. What? Yeah, exactly. And, and, and here's the thing. Were you a professing Christian at the time? You know, and this is this is the sad part. You know, I've always proclaimed to be Christian, but I was the biggest hypocrite back then. The biggest hypocrite back then Mm -hmm. because I would claim God, but I wouldn't live for God. And then everything that I did using um, curse words, still struggle with that sometimes. It's hard, but uh, just drinking every weekend, and I was leaning more on alcohol than I was on God. And at that time, it's sad to say, but even though I was proclaiming that I believed in God and everything like that, and that I was a Christian, I was using alcohol as my God. The more I started thinking about it. Because I hate saying that, because we're not to worship any other God. And I, to me, I've never worshipped another God, but... Whenever you're devoting all your time and all your um, conscious and energy, when you're you're yeah, you're your investing energy. all of your energy into alcohol, you know. And, and here's the thing: like when we talk about worship, we think of praise and worship in the church, right? Mm-hmm. And so, so you're not like, oh, Budweiser, yeah, oh, yeah, sweet yeah. Budweiser, <laughs> you know. It, but there's there's a different aspect to worship is when we make it so important in our life that we can't operate without it that's when it becomes your god it's putting something over god and what what jesus says on uh in matthew he says you can't serve two gods because you'll love one and hate the other right and so you know at that time whenever i was constantly getting drunk and everything like that i was putting that above god Mm-hmm. And like Jesus said, you can't have two gods because you'll love one, hate the other. I was loving drinking, but whenever I heard the gospel or anything like that, it just like, well, that goes against what I'm doing. So let me ask you this really deep question. Um, did you have to work on the mental before the spiritual? Oh, 100% I did. And by doing that is... You know, I started reading and everything like that. And I want to say it went great whenever I started reading. Mm-hmm. It wasn't all that great because I've never been a reader. So I kind of had to put in my mind that I don't want to read today because I've never been a reader. But I need to read today. And whenever I started thinking that in my head, it kind of helped with myself. Um, 
Self-discipline. That's the word that I was looking for. And through that, I feel like nowadays, it doesn't feel like a chore to me anymore to read. Like, it's something that I want to do. So you would say... Okay, here's here, here's my other question then. Were you happy and were you content? Were you experiencing joy in your life when you made the mental decision to develop discipline and turning to God's Word? No. And honestly, I didn't even plan on getting this, like, wrapped up in it. Yeah. And I, I feel like that's just the way that God has worked through me is because at the time, you know, I don't really show passion and anything <laughs> and, that, and that's another place that I struggle in but uh dude just whenever I started reading every single day I have this passion to one read more and two to spread the word of God and like if I could just touch one person's life like somebody that's in that dark place that I was and get them out of that and bring them to Jesus not my, not me but to Jesus it gave you a purpose. Yes. And life isn't so meaningless when you wake up in the, the next day and you know, I, I no like, longer what am wake I going up to do? depressed. Do oh, dude, it, it's actually and a great feeling. Are, are you thankful. are you anxious? Are you, here's the other question: Are you anxious for the next day? Like, obviously, you don't have the next day all planned out. You don't know maybe what your next social media post is going to be. You don't know these things, but are you anxious about? It? You know, there are days that I am, but uh, there's also a Bible verse that goes over that. Yeah, what is don't, that? Don't be uh, anxious for tomorrow because today's trials are enough. or It's something like that. Don't quote me on that because I don't know the word for word. Yeah. But it goes along that. Huh. It's I found in Matthew. I, I think one thing to, to pull from what you've been saying is that any aspect of life, we're specifically talking about spirituality and, and our relationship with God in this instance. But also, when we decided to go start working on that, we kind of like have fell off just a little bit. We need to get back into it. But when we chose to start working out, we had to make the mental decision that we were going to have the discipline to show up at the gym, right? Mm -hmm. In the same way, you had to make the mental decision that you were going to show up to your relationship with God and get into his word. You have to make the choice to show up to work on time every single day to move up in the company to be a successful part of this society, successful part of your company. This is fundamental to personal and self-development is by making that first decision that I'm going to be disciplined. And this is how I see it. God wants a relationship with every single one of us. And if you put it in perspective of, like, dating and stuff like that, like, even though you're not dating God, but to have a working relationship, there's people that only go to church Sunday, and then they don't hear the word the rest of the week until the next Sunday. And they say, oh, yeah, I'm a Christian, I believe in God, and everything like that. But you're not spending time with them. The only time that you have with them is at church. And now if you're in a relationship and you're dating somebody, Imagine only seeing them for an hour a week. Do you think that relationship's going to last? I mean, it depends on the relationship. It's subjective, right? I mean, I'm not trying to disagree with you, but... I mean, like, if you're trying to build a strong relationship, do you think it's going to be a very strong relationship if you only see them or talk to them once a week? I mean, how, how do, like, long-distance relationships work? Or how do... 
you know. What, uh, what I'm talking but, about is maybe, what, what if I, you I don't talk to them throughout that week? You, you only go to church. Oh. Yeah, that, no, that's what that's I'm saying. A, okay, I got you. Yeah, no, that would not be. Yeah, easy. it wouldn't work at all. Yeah, yeah. Because one, the only time you're growing that relationship is one hour, one day a week. Right. right. The rest of the week, you're off doing your own thing. Right. You know, if I if that was me, I would, I would throw that person away. But <laughs> luckily, God gives us grace and mercy, so he he can bring you back. Oh yeah, and he, and get you focused dude, again. And yeah. that, that's exactly what happened with me, because throughout high school, throughout my whole life, I went to church. I was in youth group. I even preached a few times at youth group. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got out of high school, went to college, learned what partying and drinking was like. And I'm like, wow, I really like this. And that changed me dramatically. And that's what kind of got me in the state that I was in, where I was constantly drunk, constantly depressed, and asking myself the next morning, like, why do I drink? And then next thing you know, that night I ended up drinking. And uh, I'd just be the same day over and over and over and over and over again. And, dude, and then I got into a relationship, started going to church again. That fell apart. And there for a while, that's when I leaned on alcohol more and more. And... Through that, I was just tired of feeling depressed. And mm-hmm. I knew that alcohol wasn't the answer, because if it was, it would have been fixed a long time ago. Right. <laughs> but it wasn't. So I needed something. So I relied on God. And through that, dude, it's changed my life. And alcohol was seeking the short-term gratification. Yep. But not it's for short-term the long-term pleasure. Term and then benefit. you get home that night yeah. after getting drunk and everything like that. You're sitting there in bed. And that's whenever your thoughts are, and the enemy's attacking you like crazy. Yeah. I mean, like, more than sober thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, I'll never forget those days, but I'm so thankful God pulled me out of that. So how did getting into God's Word and where your current joy and happiness is at? Because obviously you carry yourself differently. What makes you so confident it's obviously not just God's word other than how it's working in your life, but even when you're not talking about God, you're more confident. So why is it that you're more reassured to be you? That's a Honest, deep question. That is a deep question. Um, so whenever I started getting into the word and everything like that, I realized that Dude, this is our temporary home. Mm-hmm. And you know, at the end of the day, or at the end of, end of my life, I'm going to be judged for me, mm-hmm. not others. So mm-hmm. if people judge me, I mean, they're throwing judgment on me. It says in the Bible that you're going to be judged the same way you judge other people. Mm-hmm. And dude, that just gave me like clarity in yeah. my mind. And... uh Ever since then, I've kind of put that in perspective and just, you know, somebody judges me. I get called fat a lot, dude. And you know, like, (laughs) I've been called fat so many times in my life and heck, I even call myself fat sometimes. It doesn't hurt my feelings because, like, obviously I know. And if I wanted to change that, I'd be skinny. (laughs) But But you've lost, like, what, 17 pounds? Yeah, I've lost 17 pounds. And uh, you can't tell, but the gut's still there. (laughs) But, uh... um, I just get to thinking about it, and I'm like, you know, that's other people's thought. 
am I going to care more of what mm-hmm. other people think of me, or am I going to care what God thinks of me? Right. And you know, God, God says, God knows I'm not perfect. But right. what people around me don't understand is they hold me up here. Right. And I'm really down here. And I know I'm down here, but they still hold me up here, and they expect everything out of me. And if I'm not perfect, I'm not good enough for them. Exactly. And, and that really gets me because God, even though I'm down here, God sees me as up here, way above them. And he right. knows everything about me, every little thing about me. He knows my heart. Mm-hmm. These people that are right here just judging me, they don't know my heart. Yeah. They don't know how I'm changing. And right. dude, it is so, so hard yeah. whenever you have people just talking, 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 talking. And you just have to sit there and you have to forgive them. You could choose to hate the people that are doing the yapping, or you could choose to forgive them. And dude, if you let that hate cloud your mind, dude, then oh, it can take control of you and make you hate not only them, but hate your life like me, like I was saying a little bit ago. It can make it can change you in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. And the enemy will take and consume you. Mm-hmm. And you'll be of this world. We're called to be out of this world. So, you know, forgiving, hating is easy. Hating people is easy, but whenever you're forgiving, that is hard. Because you're because sacrificing you're doing the right yourself. Thing. Yes, sir. And what you're hitting on is the security in your salvation. That's your security. You can go into the world in any aspect of life and be completely confident because you know you're secure in your salvation. You know that tomorrow when you're on your way to work and you get in a car accident and you die, you know where you're going. So whatever interactions you have with different people, all that matters is that it's a meaningful interaction. Mm-hmm. And so your goal is to not allow it to be meaningless. And this is the reason why I personally can't stand meaningless conversations. I hate the trivial aspects of life. I want things to be meaningful because I'm not here for a long time. I want it to impact somebody. I want them to know their sense of urgency, that death is staring at you in the face. And if you don't look at life as an opportunity to capture the moment, then you're failing your future potential self, but you're also failing that person that's in front of you. And ultimately, not only are you failing yourself and the person in front of you, you're failing God to make it meaningful. Mm-hmm. We should be serious about every moment we have in our lives. And I think that this is where we're at in our path and our journey of our lives. Because I think what you're starting to find, Ryan, this is what I'm seeing in you anyways, is like, now that you're secure in your path, Now you can start to branch out and see where do these purposes align in my life? How does it align professionally, physically, mentally, emotionally, relationships? And the list goes on. And you start to see all these avenues that you can take and ways that you can navigate through life and still be secure and still be happy and still know at the end of the day, this moment right here, I'm going to make the most out of it. And dude, so this is just something I was just thinking of. But 
song growing up, whenever I was little and going to church, we'd always sing this little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Okay. But, um, <laughs> dude, we are supposed, we're called to be the light in the darkness. Mm-hmm. This world is so dark nowadays. I mean, like, if you just look around and see how much sin has crowded this world. And it's like Sodom and Gomorrah, dude. There is so much sin going on around that time. Mm-hmm. And we have the knowledge because God gave us the Bible. Okay, mm-hmm. that's God's word. That, that's our tool to use to be the light in the darkness. And so it's, many people... It's knowledge. Mm-hmm. It's knowledge, but it's not wisdom. Wisdom is application, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, 100%. that's the thing. But before we really got intentional in our relationship with God and getting some things lined out in our life, but we were professing Christians, we had knowledge of certain Bible verses and things like that, but we weren't applying it into our life. And so what we would do as a professing Christian without the application is we would judge based off of the knowledge rather than applying the wisdom and allowing it to be discernment into our lives and spreading out into other people's lives so that they see the light through us. That's why I pray before I start reading Mm -hmm. for God to give me wisdom throughout it like he did with Solomon. Because Solomon was one of the wisest people ever right? through God. Because God gave him it. And dude, just before I read, I, I want... There's so many things in the Bible that I still don't understand. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm not praying for discernment, understanding, wisdom, anything like that before I read, then sometimes I'll just look at it so dumbfounded mm-hmm. and oh, I don't understand this. So it's very important to pray. Well, and when you think about King Solomon, the, the man had every woman at his peril. He had... As much money as he wanted, he was what the was king. it? He had seven hundred wives and three hundred concubines. <laughs> yeah, or six hundred wives. I forgot which one, but that yeah. is so many. He, and he lost. He was life. so rich and wealthy with everything he could possibly ever want. But what I love about Ecclesiastes, which he was the author of Ecclesiastes, is he says all of this is meaningless. All of it is meaningless. So everything you're chasing after, all of the money, all of the success. All of the women that you're chasing after is just the wind. Yeah, you're chasing the wind. I, and I, I love saying that. And that, that's something that I found out I, I use a lot now after reading Ecclesiastes. Because, you know, King Solomon, wisest person, he got everything, dude. Yeah. And he, he was, like you said, rich. He had all these women. He had all these children. And... It just goes to show that you can have all of that, but at the end of the day, you're still going to be in a dark place. Like, Make this connection. Saul, previously to losing everything and recognizing that all of it's meaningless, is current day America. We are so spoiled that we fail to be grateful for what we have. Mm-hmm opportunity is always right in front of us and we can take upon the next challenge and we have the opportunity to talk and share our mind freely we have the opportunity to practice our religious beliefs freely and what we do is we start taking these things for granted 
and not capturing the moment with our freedom right now to go out and talk about Jesus Christ to this world. And yes, we may face persecution in the realm of judgment. It may not be physical persecution. It may not lead to imprisonment. But we have the freedom to do it without the repercussion of those things. So why aren't we as professing Christians operating in that and making this meaningful? But here's the thing. You remember when I was extremely depressed. Mm -hmm. What was the Bible that, what was, what was the book of the Bible I told you to go to? Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes. <laughs> Everything's meaningless. <laughs> and I even tried to work through a, a series on, on the Pursuing Truth podcast about Ecclesiastes, you know? And, um, but what I found is it is all meaningless. All this wealth, everything that America has, all the opportunities that we have, it's all meaningless. Let's not take it for granted, yo. Just like chasing Let's the make land. it meaningful. Let's capture the moment. Look, we're so focused on our relationship with God. And I know that some listeners may not have a strong relationship with God. But I think that this is fundamental to your self-development is that in order to grow, you need to be able to have a strong foundation where those branches and those avenues begin to have some security behind them. Because you know what? You're going to go into the workforce and you're going to have this mindset. Maybe it's like you, Ryan. Maybe you have this mindset to become a teacher instead of just being a para at the school. And what you're going to do is you probably going to experience some failure along the way. Let's say hypothetically, you find out that you're not going to become a teacher, even though that's something that maybe you've always wanted to do. Now you have to face that, that failure. It's like a speed How bomb. do you deal with the failure? See, the point is, is that you better have some security when that failure smacks you in the face. Well, the security is obviously God. See, my fear has been losing my mother. Like, when I lose my mother, it's going to hit me hard because she's the last one from an older generation in my family. And I'm like, how am I going to deal with that? Right now, I don't have a wife. Right now, I don't have kids. I don't have anything to lean back on that's going to fill the gap that my, my mother kind of fills for me right now. Um, and I know where I got to be. I got to be right with God. I got to be so secure in God that confidently I can be like, it was my mom's time to go and I loved her and I did everything that I could for her while she was here, but I can rest assured that God has her and is going to judge her righteously. And, and your mom kind of instilled your relationship with God in you. Exactly. So, I mean, she wants nothing more for you than to have that relationship with God, even whenever she's gone. And then, so there's this sense of gratitude with that too. Like, I get to just be happy with the time that I had with her, but I'm secure. You know, and what I see in some other family members is maybe a lack of security in that aspect, that when we lose our mom, um, how much that will impact them. Spiritually, we got to be prepared. We got to be prepared for the challenges that we're going to face. That's going to be your security. So let's get into the conversation about self-awareness in this too. <laughs> because what, what, what God's word does is makes you examine yourself. 
right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's what's great about getting into it is like we talk about self-awareness and oftentimes when the secular or nihilistic part of our culture talks about self-development and then brings up self-awareness as how important it is, we say, well, how do I feel about it? What do I think about it? What do I, 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 and it's not like, what does God think about it? As a human, dude, if you're reading the Bible and you don't feel, if you don't like go across a verse that you feel just a little bit convicted on, you're not really reading it. Right. (laughs) That's what I think because dude, there are times that I'm reading the Bible and I'm like, like, it's just like a chest pump, dude, because, oh, I feel so, so like hypocritical, one, mm-hmm. two, I start examining like, oh, what are times in the past that I've done this? Like, mm-hmm. for example, the other night I was reading and uh, in my study, I'm in Matthew chapter uh, five, mm-hmm. dude, oh, crap. I wish I can remember the exact verse, but there was a verse and I just remember reading it and I wish I can quote it, but I can't, but uh I just sat there. I I put the Bible down for a second. I'm like, wow. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, I do this. Like, what are ways that I can change this? And changing is one of the hardest things that you can do, dude. And right. that's why you just got to pray. You got to give it all to God. And mm-hmm. sometimes even that's hard because mm-hmm. you're thrown with all of these obstacles in your life. Mm-hmm. But like through everything that you do, you have to remain in faith with God. Mm-hmm. Just like Joseph. Mm. it checks you Mm -hmm. you're not leaning on your own understanding Mm -hmm. lean not on your own understanding right Mm -hmm. lean on god and that's what you learn to do by staying involved into god's word look my my brother rusty in indiana would be great for this conversation on how god has worked in his life to become a successful general manager for a box company doing corrugated boxes and how his process to success in the world of business how it's fundamental to his relationship with god that God is leading and working in you and developing you into a leader, a leader that other people need. And Rusty actually shared a part of his testimony, and I believe it was episode 54, um, Unexpected Success, because it was unexpected. And oftentimes that's what our success is. It's unexpected. When we're so entrenched into what God is leading us to do, He presents an opportunity, and because we're following God's path that he's laying out for us, success comes. And it's not because necessarily that we and our ego and selfishly are striving for success, but God just presents success to us. And that's the blessing that God has for us. As long as we're staying on the purpose and the path that he has orchestrated for us, he provides our way to get to where we want to go. So it's like full trust in God. And all of this, self-development is all based on God, when, especially as Christians. But if you're listening to this as a person that 
doesn't have a relationship with God yet, I hope that the conversation that Ryan and I are bouncing off of each other here is really kind of working on you and getting you to think about how important that is because I know that this conversation, dude, I love this conversation right now because this conversation, self-development and Jesus often don't go together. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I just I just love I feel it. like we're wrapping it in. Yes, yes, it's so good, dude. Okay, what about goal setting? Goal setting? For me, dude, I used to struggle with that one because I didn't really have a goal. You know, I had to go through some things to realize, like, dude, what you're doing, just doing the same thing over and over again every day isn't isn't the life that I want to lead. And so one of the first things that I started doing, like I said, whenever I started changing my mindset was reading the Bible. So my goal is to read each day. Mm-hmm. And through that, just give thanks to God for another day. So you're making micro goals that are going to lead to long-term outcomes. Yeah. And I, and I, I think this is what we often do, guys, is we make large goals, right? Like Ryan says, I want to lose 75 pounds by December 1st. If that's the goal, that's fine that that's the major goal. But let's focus on this week. My goal this week is to lose five pounds. Guess what is far more attainable? The five pounds this week. But if I'm so focused on the 75 pounds and five months out, then it's so easy in those, how many days would that be? Um, 150 days to lose track of what that goal was because you can fall away from the discipline that you're trying to develop. How about you focus on the micro goal that you can today and then it will lead to the macro outcomes. What I always say is little steps can turn into big steps. Exactly. Well, it's And just getting your mind right with it because at first you're going to be like, yep, this is my goal. And it just like, like that saying that, oh, uh, your your eyes are too big for your plate, you know? Mm-hmm. And that that's what it goes back to because your eyes, like you're set on losing that, what, 75 pounds and by December 1st, okay? Mm-hmm. But you're like, in your mind, you have all this time before December 1st. Oh, it's okay if I slack a little bit, you know? But if I say five pounds in a week, mm-hmm. like you were saying a little bit ago, then I'm like, okay, this is just all all within a week. I got this. I got this. Easily attainable. Dude, with how my mind works, I start, I'm like, yeah, dude, let's do it. And that's how I started off with. But then I keep on thinking of how far I have away from that goal. And it kind of shuts my mind off to it. Because you start to get anxious. Yep. Yes. That's exactly it. Yep. Um. Skill development. Let's talk about that. So, guys, I, I didn't share this because it's just the conversation is just flowing so naturally. These are technically the six pillars of self-development, which is self-awareness, goal setting, skill development, self-efficiency, resilience, and coping. I can't wait to get to resilience and coping. I love <laughs> that conversation. But um, skill development. What are you starting to learn through your relationship with God. What are you starting to learn? Say, I I think about this for you. Just let me throw this out here. Just kind of give you a bone to chew on. Um, You're starting to make a lot more posts, especially on Instagram. You're starting to see a lot of more performance on your your reels. Do you feel like you're developing a skill in that realm of making these videos? So looking back through the last year and 
you've been able to notice it most, but uh, being in front of a camera has never been my go-to thing because you know, I, like I, I turn into a turtle and I just want to hide in my shell, you know. And like I'm, I'm not a shy person whatsoever, but I get in front of this camera, and it just like, you know, I want to hide, dude, mm-hmm. and I don't want to say much because I'm scared of sounding dumb. Your your skill is being developed. I mean, you're seeing that in the engagement that you're getting. You're you're obviously able to communicate a lot better than you were on. <laughs> All right, hold on. You're obviously able to communicate a lot better than you were, say, a year ago. Remember when uh, and, we did and that's the what I was getting dating into. and depression episode? And like, that, that's what I was getting into is a year ago I couldn't be in front of this camera and actually talking to it and looking straight at it. <laughs> but nowadays, dude, I just feel like a weight has been lifted off my shoulder. I'm still not where I want to be yet, obviously. Yeah. And there are times that, like, and I don't know if it's just my myself watching it because you're your own biggest critic okay oh, yeah. and so i don't know if just whenever i watch my own videos like i just feel like oh dude i was so awkward in that moment like i could have been a little bit more like vibrant but uh <laughs> <laughs> but uh no um but nowadays i could just be in front of the camera and it feels so good and yeah. Uh, just knowing that it doesn't feel good to be in front of the camera, but it feels good to know how much growth that I've had within the last There's year. security. Again, coming back to just your natural security in the Lord, you know. And another thing, too, is, is like you, your benefit in this type of conversation is to have somebody like me, right? And mm-hmm. I, I'm not boosting myself up here. But there's days when you really just don't kind of like feel like it. And what do I do? I force you to do it. You motivate me to do it. So. I, I shouldn't say I force you. I I try to motivate you, and then I force you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because me, dude, if I don't want to do something, I'm like, no, I'm not gonna do it. But then he shows up at the house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, come on, we're we're going. And so, it's, this is the important part about that, though, is you need somebody there that's going to push you out of your comfort zone to make you better. Look, oftentimes people say, avoid, 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 avoid. Well, you never grow if you're constantly avoiding. You need to be able to face the challenge in order to continue growing and evolving into the person you want to be it's essential to you and your self-development and so for example there's a time that uh whenever we were working out and everything it'd be early in the morning and i'm not good at waking up to my alarms so what i'd wake up to every morning is boom 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 (laughs) on the window And I look out the window and it's Levi just banging on the window just trying to get me to go out there. Yes. <laughs> so then I'd wake up and go to the gym. <laughs> Efficiency, self-efficiency. Do you feel like because of your relationship with God, do you feel that it's a lot easier for you to make these videos on Instagram and TikTok and stuff like that? No, 100%. If I'm talking about something that like I feel that I know very well, it's way easier to talk about. Now, mm-hmm. like, there are some times where if I'm in front of the camera and I don't know what to say or, like, what I'm talking about, that's whenever I kind of shut down the most. Right. One thing I really try to do is make sure that I stay within my realm of competence. I try not to get mm-hmm. outside of that because the moment I get outside of that is when I really start fumbling through my words. 
and then I sound like a fool because I can't articulate my thoughts about it. And there's quite a few things that I'm that way about. I definitely don't feel that I am the most equipped to be a podcast host. I like you were saying, I'm the most we're the most hypercritical we're critic. We're we're hypercritical of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I am immensely hypercritical of myself. I go back and listen to these episodes and I'm like, you damn fool, why did you say that? You damn fool, why didn't you say it like this? And I think about that in some aspects to every single episode that I record. But you still have to show up. You still have to improve. How many times when we went and worked out and we started doing, say, the... What were we doing? Um, We were doing... uh, I can't think of it right now. with the first time we went free weights, what was that? The deadlifts. We were doing deadlifts. <laughs> we looked like idiots. <laughs> we looked foolish. Yeah, because we obviously don't have the right form. We just just look like idiots. Okay, and um, the thing is, is, like you still show up so that you can improve to not be an idiot. You know, you 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 know that hey, that form I did yet, and you'll know. <laughs> and we we learned from our mistakes <laughs> yeah. because we were sore in places that we shouldn't have been. <laughs> exactly, you'll know that you messed up because you'll be sore in those places, right? And it's it's the same way with podcasting, though. Like I know the words that I said about that particular topic. Oh, if I'm going to go down that rabbit trail again, I know that I better be able to attack that conversation appropriately and not look so damn foolish. It's the same way. Same thing. Look, all these different aspects of life. You can talk podcasting. You you can talk work life. You can talk working out. You can talk anything. What What I'm trying to do is get you guys to just... Think about it with an open mind and and implement it into your life and apply this conversation into yours. Because I think if you did that, you would experience the, the growth that you're aspiring to have. Um, resilience and coping. <laughs> how, how has your relationship with God got you to um, cope with your past? Dude. That, that is a good question because I, I love talking about this. There were days that I felt worthless, dude, and just based off my past. And, you know, I saw a quote uh, around that time, and this is, and I, I don't think I've ever told you this, but one of the quotes that I saw at the time that I started reading, and this is what kind of like drew me back in, was it said, um, sometimes we allow our past to consume us, to the point where we lose sight in what God's doing in our life. Mm. And I don't know who said that, but I just saw it like on a meme or something. And uh, I'm like, wow. Like, And at that time, all I cared about was my past. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't even thinking about what God's doing in my life. Because at that time, I was more focused on me and, oh, poor me, victimizing myself, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, dude started reading the Bible, and I feel, like I said a little bit ago, just this huge weight lifted off my shoulder. I gave it over to God. You find rest in the Father, dude. And that is something that I had to learn, and I learned that the hard way. All of your burdens mm-hmm. are gone. Yep. Yes. And oh. I, 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 would say, I would say the same thing. Um, coping with my past, uh, with past relationships and failures and things like that, has 
been a struggle for me. Some days are harder than others. You know of those days because I text you and I'm like, dude, I'm so yeah. lonely today. And uh, I, I still struggle with those times. And definitely I, I don't get behind a microphone when I feel that way. I, I don't record TikToks when I feel that way. I just try and really focus on those feelings and reminding myself that God has a plan for me and God is going to make me stronger through these feelings right now. He's going to make me the man that I need to be for the woman who can appreciate who I'm becoming. And that is a place where I can rest assured and be at peace. Therefore, today I don't have to worry. So I can cope with those feelings of loneliness. It just takes some time for me to work through them. And so then in that, I become more resilient because each one that I'm struggling with becomes... I got That's nap. distracting. I got, so. I, I got <laughs> and a gnat just blew right into my eyeball, dude. <laughs> I'm sorry. Dude, I'm not even going to cut this out. That's funny. And, and <laughs> Holy smokes, dude. That bugged the crap out of me. I'm sorry, dude. You're good. Um, but, but in this struggle with loneliness and everything, it just makes me more resilient. I know that if I can face this battle today, I know that I can face another one tomorrow. And it just becomes easier and easier and easier. And it's not that I'm becoming emotionless. It's that... I'm learning to deal with the emotions that I'm facing. It doesn't mean I'm emotionless. It just means I know how to cope with it. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's powerful. Yeah. Yeah, I, I tell you what. So, so those are the six pillars of self-development. And I love this conversation because we applied it to all of God's Word mm-hmm. and how it's impacted us in our lives and how it can impact you. So that was self-awareness one, Two was goal setting. Three was skill development. Four was self-efficiency. And five and six was resiliency and coping. Um, anything else you want to say on this episode? Do I, I feel like this went way better than like the first four tries that we tried to have. <laughs> if you are a listener listening to this right now and maybe you're not a Christian, maybe you don't know what you believe in, just know that, and also if you're scared of going to church because you're worried of what people will say, it's sometimes, even as Christians that read every day and go to church and everything like that, it's hard because you are judged on your past by a lot of people. Don't let what men or man thinks of you over what God thinks of you, because that's whenever we struggle in our relationship with God and that's whenever doubt consumes us and do not let doubt over consume you. Yes. I'll, I'll wrap it up here and, and share my part of that. That's one thing I've been immensely struggling with throughout this last week is that I faced some judgment from some family members um, that mischaracterized me and it hurt me. It, it really was a, a punch to me. Um, because I do my best for everybody. Ryan, you, you see it, dude. I do my best for you. I, I, I try to show up as much as I possibly can. I try to show up as much as I possibly can for my family. And uh, when, when they don't see that, 
it's really easy to internalize it and be like, why am I working so hard if the people that I love don't even see it in me? And um, we have to rest assured that this is, this is not them. I think of Ephesians chapter 6. It says that, or I can't remember the exact verse, but Ephesians chapter 6, there's a verse in there that says, Our struggle is not against flesh and blood but against the rulers, against the principalities, and against the dark forces of this world. Our struggle is not the people next to us that are judging us. It's Satan attacking us. And I rest assured in that verse this week, and man, I, I read it, I'm like, that's just a reminder that I can't grow bitter and resentful towards my family that feels that way about me, but I have to know that Satan is trying to diminish my potential here, that God has offered me a path for growth, for me and for others. Therefore, I have a responsibility, not just to myself, that I establish the boundary and I abide in the boundary, but that... I still show up resting assured and at peace in what I know truth is in God's word. So I hope that's what you guys got from this conversation. I'm sorry I got a little bit emotional there in that last part. Just something that I've been I've been working through. So man, Ryan, I appreciate you coming over and having this. Well, you would have been over anyways. You come over all the time. I can't get rid of you. You're like a <laughs> leech on my skin. <laughs> um, with that being said, man, yeah, I, I love you, dude. Yeah, and thanks for having I, me on. I appreciate I you, it, brother. So uh, I, I highly recommend that all of you guys develop strong friendships with, with men or women. Um, preferably the same sex as you that understands your struggles and develop that relationship to the point that you can be completely honest and hold each other accountable. That's my final words about self-development. Mm -hmm. That's one thing we didn't really get into on it. Um, it is so important to have somebody there. Oh yeah. All right. If you guys would make sure that you follow us on Spotify so that way you're notified when new episodes are released Give an Apple podcast rating and review. That way people can see the testimonies of how these conversations, like what Ryan and I had today, how they impacted you. Also, give us a follow on Instagram. That way you can see some of the short clips from today's episode and prior episodes. And then follow me over on TikTok. And my link to my Snapchat will be in the bottom of the description as well. That way, if you would like to send me a friend request, I will always be here for you guys. You can shoot me a message on Instagram or Snapchat or whatever social media platform you would like, and I will get back to you guys. Thank you so much for being a big supporter of the Pursuing Truth podcast, and I love each one of you.